I'm your inner dream monologue and you're fast asleep. So I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Randy Newman, and now you're kind of tuned in to Jonah Radio. Century Boulevard. Ventura Boulevard. If this gonna be that kind of party, I'm gonna stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Neil, Clap, 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 clap. Hey, welcome. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Jonah Ray. Dio can't make it because he's somewhere with Neil. Neil's gone. We don't know where Neil is. Neil is not here. He hasn't. He hasn't. He didn't tell us he wasn't going to be here. So there's going to be a real lack of sound drops. I'll do my best to do uh, sound drops. Neil is a little baby guinea pig. Yeah. So um, unfortunately, all your sound drops are sort of counterbalanced to Neil's sound drops, meaning they're mostly about Neil. That's Who's true. Who's Neil and why is and he give a shit about me. You know, he heard you were on that. That's our Cash is here, and then also that's the name of our guest. That's the name of our guest. Well, no, that's the What's voice. That's the sound. That's the sound our guest makes. See, this is a real. This is already off to a great, great. Our so, guest. This is drunk. Welcome to our, Drunk History. Our guest for this week's episode. You've heard him on Shrek Two. You've seen them. Shrek on 1 Jud- and 3 also. Oh, shit, really? The tri- and the Christmas special. The trifectas. You've also seen him uh, with uh, being fake married to our friend on Judd Apatow's Love. Chantel Claret's uh, husband on Love. These are all the just, I want to do the most specific. <laughs> you also know him as MC Honky. No, but I know him. You know him, all right. I had a feeling that was the thing. It is E from Eels. Thank everybody. you, everybody. Thank you. Yeah, so thanks for coming by. That was an abrupt cut off from yeah, the band. Well, you know what? It, it goes on for a real long time. Nah, that's true. Yeah, it's uh, it's and usually we 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 fade it out and there's clapping, but of course Neil's gone. Neil's not here. We're Whoever gonna forget the fuck about Neil, Neil. Is yeah, I know. So sorry, I didn't realize. I, I don't think we'll hurt him more than hearing this and hearing you say that. Watch Great. out for the thing, Cash. Oh, yep, that's a recorder. Uh, the uh, I I I feel that I've insulted you right off the bat. How? Uh, by forgetting your con- contributions to Shrek's one, three, and the Christmas. Why did you just pick Shrek two? I don't know. I guess because Shrek not, one to I'm me not is a sequel guy per se. It's I to I gotta me start with one. <laughs> to me, although I did do Scream two. So yeah, okay, Scream one. There you go. Yeah. And so, but you're not in Smash Mouth. 
I you ever thought about sure. Okay, I cannot confirm because I thought the the soundtrack for Shrek One was just All Star over and over again. No, there was also Hallelujah, um, I believe at one. There was point also in that Harry movie? Nelson and Elliot Smith and Randy Newman and Elliot and the Smith Beatles. was on the Shrek soundtrack. Yeah, and uh, Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen. <laughs> it was a stellar. Oh, wait, wow. are you fucking lying right Volume now? Volume one. I never ever lie. Okay, let's get that. Let's get let's get right out out of the gate. Okay, good. Um, that really sets the tone for the rest of the talk. Yeah, that's a good point. This. Uh, this e-talk uh the so that must be that must keep you alive that shrek money that's i've always assumed uh, shrek money is good i would say from doing three shreks in the christmas special <laughs> that he's been good to me oh you 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 address him i mean i would too if he had brought brought me oh, in he's, money. A he. he's a he's 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 a, a, he's he's a, a real he's a sir to me. Yeah. He's, so I, sure. Isn't I he, knighted him. Doesn't he eventually become a knight in the in the over? I, uh, I think that happens in your favorite Shrek Two. Shrek Two. <laughs> <laughs> how early do they come to you with the scripts for Shreks? Like, well, how you, early do you get involved? When the first Shrek was made, they took me to an early like screening to check it out. It wasn't finished yet, and this is like probably charming now in retrospect or it's probably hard to grasp but at the time I was really struck by the fact that it was a fairy tale that ended with the princess becoming ugly instead of becoming beautiful yeah Yeah. and I was just like I'm in you know this is fantastic yeah. And now it's like whatever cuz like everything's, you know, gone a million miles per hour since then. Yeah, but well, she the still time, sounds it was, like it was really Diaz. groundbreaking. It was I remember yeah. I think I saw that with some friends cuz there was nothing else to do. And then we went and actually had a really good time. Yeah, that you can't take away Shrek being a good movie. You really can't. I, I yeah. agree. The last time I saw it it held up. And I mean, it's it's no Toy Story, but it's up there. Yeah. You know? And Toy- so uh Toy Story so so did, when you were thinking like, "Hey, I'm going to be I'm going to be on the Shrek soundtrack. I might be the next Randy Newman. No. No. Okay. I've never thought I'm going to be the next Randy Newman because that would be way too hard. Yeah. Being Randy Newman would be hard. You need more songs about Los Angeles. I've got a couple, I think. Wait, None of them are as uh, ironic as his. Yeah, no. but by that, by that uh, context, I guess Anthony Kiedis is also in the running for... Yeah, because he, he has a every, lot of songs about Los everybody Angeles. Everybody knows Anthony Kiedis yeah. is the 90s Randy Newman. Greg, Greg Graffin... Anthony, Anthony Kiedis. Anthony Kiedis has more songs about fucking Los Angeles than <laughs> <laughs> When you run out of things to fuck, just fuck a city. Then you're yeah. Randy Newman. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, like, uh, like, what? Are, so, Scream Two. What other movies? I remember oh, when we met. I was like, I was like, has anyone ever used Saturday Morning? And you're like, yes, tons of people. Yeah, yeah. That guy. Like, anytime there's a Saturday morning scene. Like when specifically, like it's hey, it's Saturday morning, you know. Or yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need to have you take that again. If you just do it, act like you're really excited about Saturday morning. So, hey, it's Saturday morning. Okay, oh, really? yeah, I was I think still talking. The cameras yeah. weren't rolling yet, so if you could, it's like all right, we sound and action. Hey, it's okay. Saturday morning. I, again, it's a little be hard there. For, just, the mic's yeah. gonna be picking me up in this thing. So we'll just <laughs> It's Saturday morning Perfect Ooh, Yes yeah, we like got that. it we, we can, can make it It work. will do it over the shoulder So it matches the lips uh, 
Yeah, I remember like because uh, we met at a uh, Halloween party. Maybe like I thought. Didn't you come to a barbecue at my house once? I think that was afterwards. Or I think it was, I think it was the other way around. Is the other way around? Yeah. All right. Well. Um, that's right. You're right. Because when we met, we'd, we'd, uh, you are, for the record, friends or know my uh, ex-wife. Your Kate. child's mother. My child's mother. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, somebody yes. I forgot about a kid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, yes, I met her uh, uh, through. By the uh, way, my wife says, Spin. She says hi. Oh, that's very nice. And said, "Please come back to Spin class." Yes, I would go a bunch because my wife Deanna was going a bunch, uh, and then I would go. Right. And then uh, here's my here's my thing. <laughs> um, my feet don't fit in the uh, in the stirrups. For the for the bikes, oh. I have really long feet. That's a great excuse. Yeah, it's re- that's like I've been out of the gynecologist for years. Yeah, lazy is a good one. I have mm-hmm. that one too. I was like gonna do rock climbing and then I couldn't find the size shoe. It's always about the size. I went of the to shoe. one one of her yoga classes ever, and I almost killed myself. I almost uh, smashed my face because uh, it was like you know there was like the half and half where she did the spinning and then she goes into the yoga, uh-huh. and I was so exhausted that there was like this <laughs> thing where. Like I was starting to feel lightheaded and like I was like leaning back on my knees and then I woke up right before my face hit the ground. Ooh. Oh, wow. And like it was just one of those things where all of a sudden I was just like yeah. landing. Yeah. I, I thought you like fucked up down, yeah. downward dog or something it, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break uh, to listen to some uh, music. Uh, are you going to stick around after the break? E? No, e? I got to go. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, I'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> the fact that the fact that Neil was in here really kind of throws a throws uh, that's true. that a, off. He he thought he was coming to meet Neil. That's Fuck good, Neil. Oh, Ooh, I love that. That's a good sound. Yeah, Bill Tackett, pull that. Nine minutes. Uh, we're gonna take a break with a song by a new track from Mike Henry from the Smarties. He's just released a new EP. It's called Jen Stewart uh, off of the EP Panther in the Hay. If you want your music. Featured on this show, email us, jonahradio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, at gmail.com. Bye.
Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey everybody, it's me, Bing Crosby. <laughs> when I'm not beating my wife, I'm beating my son. <laughs> and in those small moments in between, I'm listening to new episodes of Jonah Radio. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Who, who, who does this? Um, I, I should grab, I should have his name we, on. We, on. we also take those if you we want take, to send. If you have a terrible, if you have an impression, that was a good impression. This guy has been sending us some good impressions. I'll get, you, I'll get your name soon. That was stellar. Yeah, uh, he's done. He's done a bunch. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's uh, the, what we were just listening to. Of course, was Mike Henry. His uh, he just dropped a new EP on Bandcamp. That's a just. Uh, did you? How'd you like that song? I liked it a lot. As I was commenting during it, I, I was like, "Who is this guy? This is like the next Beatles." I loved it. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, do you uh, do you get into like a new artist, obscure? I'm a bit of an aficionado on. Um, up and coming underground. I, I go out to the clubs a lot at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems, seems like uh, that's I, what I've always figured I, about you. I, I look I, I for feel, obscure music. I like. I pride myself on being the the tastemaker, if yes, you will. I yeah. like to like find who's the hot new act. I, that's where I know you. Where's the, an the idol smell. that I can make? Yeah, and like let them. You once created an actual uh, buzz bin. Like you yes. went and went to a hardware store and made yeah. a buzz bin. It was, oh, a, I remember. it was a trash can before I found it. <laughs> I remember that. That would, the, Those bees got out and yeah. stung a lot of people. And I'm glad you brought this up because there is a, a new obscure act that I just discovered uh, this past Saturday night. Oh, yeah? Yep. And Play I, I want to uh, take this opportunity on this podcast to spread the word. Well, play, play us a track. Give her a moment. Uh here she is. Her name is Taylor Swift. Okay, oh, okay. so I've heard of uh, t- Taylor Swift. Oh well, yeah, she, she probably was the, from me. <laughs> well, no, she was the one that uh, covered that Ryan Adams album. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, the yeah. backwards covers. Yeah. Shh, don't do not speak over her, please. <laughs> this is our place. We made the rules. So all jokes aside, this is a fucking jam. This is. A perfect song. There's nothing wrong with it. It reminds me of uh, the Cowboy Junkies, uh, Sweet well, Sweet Jane. This part, but that's all about to go away. And that, oh, is that, it? Yeah. And, <laughs> oh, is it? It is? Yeah. Oh. Are you sure that she didn't also record this in a nuclear bombed out church? I like this better without the lame rapping over it. <laughs> wait, wait till the wait till the bridge. Lover. The bridge is amazing. Ooh. We would all be so lucky to have a song this good in our canon. I'd say you have a good handful. I don't even have a canon. This does feel <laughs> This is our place. Like this would, she would be headlining hardcore at Lilith Fair. Oh, yeah, but I think that's always been there in her, right? This is kind of a no. This is this is beyond Lilith Fair. Yeah, this is this is for everyone. This is for everyone, not just Lilith. 
This is great. It's really good. Yeah. But hold on, the bridge is coming out. We, How long we can't, we the can't leave her until the bridge. After this course, it's like five seconds away. She's not litigious, is she? I think Why, I just got a glimpse into like hanging out with you as kids. Hold on, guys. Wait, 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 wait. The bridge is okay, coming. here comes the bridge. That's nice. Fuck. Uh, nobody ever called me a magnetic force. I've been called a magnetic force. <laughs> really? But not wow. a force. I'm just gonna. All right, that's I gotta, right. I gotta fade it down all a little right, bit all before right. we end up paying royalties. Yeah. I, we just had to get through the course. Like that is a perfect song. That is I'm a great sorry. song. I, and she just played that on... That was on uh, Saturday Night Live the other night. This is how I was introduced to it, and it was just her and a piano and nothing else. Yeah, yeah. And the, and I thought, oh, I wonder if the studio version is as good as that, and it is as good. That's good. That's a, a nice drum sound, too. Yeah, uh, great production. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's cool that she uh, played uh, SNL, because that would be something that we talk about in a segment well, that we call... Music News! Ah, that's right. It's time for music news. We don't have the boys are back in town. No. So I'm playing this Pizzicato 5 song, but I think it still works, right? I think it, it gives a, a forward movement to yeah. all our uh, all our events. So yeah, I heard Pizzicato 5 in about 20 years. That's nice to hear again. I fucking that's one of my all-time Whoa, favorite songs. That was a gigantic influence on me. Yeah, I you know, I yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, they were uh, they were fucking great. That song was great. I used to use that for that bit I used yeah, to do, yeah, Mr. Mr. Popularity. Uh, and then uh, you know they had they had a song that I think probably would most people would recognize their song "Baby Love Child" because it was used in a Futurama episode, which uh, uh, one of those few Futurama episodes that just like uh, would induce tears at the end of it. When, oh, uh, was it the dog, the dog one? No, not the dog one. It was the one where uh, like Leela's mutant parents were like, "But oh, we've yeah. been here the whole time." Yeah, and then it's like a <laughs> montage of all the times in her life that they helped her. Oh, while "Baby Love Child" plays. Whoo, oh, it's nice. a good one. They're good. Them and Chibomato. That's a good double bill right there. Yeah. Uh, it's oh. kind of a little bit racist of you to lump them together. But. Well, I heard them at the same time. It's Hawaii. You know, it's okay, uh, right. yeah, that's what the kids were wearing. Uh, the shirts of. Okay. So it's time for music news where we delve into the news, uh, the of news that involves music. music. Now, yes. our lead story, I have uh, discovered a new act in the LA underground clubs named Taylor I, Swift. Taylor I think, Swift. I think you should sign. Now is this a, is this a, is that the band's name or is that Yes, the... it's a band. It's four dudes. <laughs> all, na- all, all named Taylor and they, and all, they met they on all a track play, team. They They're met... Taylor Swift. Okay. Yeah. They all play okay. guitars. Guitars. <laughs> oh man. That no would drums. be fantastic. I want to meet a guy who plays the bass guitar. Like just 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 four, low tones. Yeah, just Four keys. You know, it's guitar. like he does it, and every time he does it, just the entire audience shits themselves. It's just too much brown noise. Uh, guys, Mott the Hoople have canceled the fall leg of their first North American tour in 45 years after Ian Hunter developed a severe case of tinnitus. Now, I didn't know this is going to be bummer news. Well, it's, it is. <laughs> we have you, king, king of the bummers. I just brought you the new act, Taylor Swift. How <laughs> dare you? Well, what's that? That was it. Is it with strings or is it the Royal Albert Hall? Which live record of yours where you just keep on telling me it was like, it's like, all right, another bummer song for you, yeah. and then people go, yeah. 
you know, I get saddled with the bummer rock thing. So I, yeah. at some point you just own it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, there was, I think there was one bit you did in it where it's uh, you're like, don't worry, this next one's not a bummer. Wait, hold on, what? Oh, never mind. I was wrong. It's, this one's a <laughs> good, uh, good bit. I'm funny. <laughs> I um, think I think when your rock band has to cancel a tour because you came down with tinnitus, I think you're done. Like, I, I don't know. There's not a... That's, well, you can't recover from hearing loss. No. It's and it's degenerative. Also, it's also like you you literally can't play rock and roll anymore because you can't well, hear Well, that's it. Huey Lewis. Can't, doesn't, can't play anymore because right? yeah. his hearing's going. Uh, I was talking to so another So the heart guy. of rock and roll is not still beating? Well, it is. Uh, it's it's just you can't hear it. It's yeah. very disturbing. Goes to check his pulse and there's nothing there. Ooh. Yeah. If Huey Lewis in the News did put out uh, a bunch of uh, uh, covers of Beethoven songs, I think that would be that. Oh, shit. Is it Mozart? Who is deaf? Beethoven. Beethoven. Got it right the first time. Yeah. Just the gut. You shouldn't have doubted yourself. I no. shouldn't have. That's my problem. Yeah. That That's... You do, uh, you've been playing live music for a very long time. and Yeah, I think about that from time to time. Not that often, but I do. It occasionally occurs to me, man, I've been... Playing, we play really loud. Yeah, yep. I don't use in ears. I can't. You know, I got to be. Oh shit! The, really? Part of the room. You know. Yeah. And and so far so good. But how long can it last? You know. Do you have ringing in your ear? Oh no! He's, did you he, ask he, a question? Yeah, no. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> no, I don't. Somebody gonna so answer far? that? Because I do. I play drums. Like yeah. growing up, and I never used anything. And it's uh, I have a constant ringing. Just in my from ear. the drums. Just from drums. That's and how going, I grew up too as a drummer. Yeah. Huh. And so I got, and I think it was just playing you know playing punk and no one has no one has everyone's just trying to be as loud as possible and so you right. have to try and be louder than right. that and then it's just yeah. in symbols and yeah i think i've just been lucky so far but it could wear off at any moment yeah i got punched in the ear is that is oh that's your excuse that's, <laughs> that's one of them yeah but it's uh yeah that's a it's it's something that uh like um i saw some twitter thread of a guy talking to like doing the science of damaging your ears through loud music and saying it's no joke. I'm sure it's not. But, you know, I'm sort of like, uh, you know, I'm hesitant to say this, but I'm a little bit of the Levon Helm school of, I'm not in it for my health. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. It's like, I didn't sign up for rock and roll for my health. That's true. Yeah. But you got to be reasonable about it. Like, you know. Especially yeah, if it's, there are people that depend on you. Uh, Mott the Hoople, too, was like, what was all the young dudes? Is Mott the Hoople? Yeah. yeah. So that's 70, 73, 70, 74. Yeah. So that, those guys have been touring or have been playing for 50 years. I mean, yeah. that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Like at that point, it's like, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm sorry, Benny Goodman doesn't have the air to blow through his clarinet anymore. <laughs> <laughs> he did smoke seven packs a day. It yeah, was a yeah. jazz man. Jazz it comes man. through. Um, speaking of uh, aging rockers, I guess uh, this is uh, something that just came up where um, the uh, uh, Mick Jagger once, um, uh, this was like his uh, his accountant. Him and his accountant were talking one time. And he says, I was I having Mick a meeting. Jagger was his own accountant. Uh, well, here's he was like, I was having a meeting with Mick uh, while he was waiting for a plane at Kennedy Airport. And on the agenda that day was a pension plan. Uh, he studied at the London School of Economics before abandoning his academic, academic career to join the Rolling Stones. 
Uh, so he knew it was a good idea, especially since he thought he wouldn't be singing uh, at 60, let alone 76. Yeah. At the very like, so years and years and years ago, he was thinking, it was like, we should get a pension plan. We should put some of this away then. Yeah, yeah. Which is like a fucking great idea. Yeah, the story I heard from some insider was that like, after the shows, you know, back in the like, Exile on Main Street days or whatever, they, they would get on the plane and you know Mick would change out of his stage clothes and then put on the librarian glasses and get out the adding machine and go through the night's receipts. Wow, Jesus! I would, as somebody was just talking last week about Aretha Franklin and the whole I I don't go on stage until I get paid in cash and when I get paid my purse goes on stage with me and does not leave my oh uh, yeah that's leave. that's an old school thing that's like a Chuck Berry thing yeah like, yeah I I went to a show that Chuck Berry played at it really small club that I used to play at in Virginia all the time when I was a teenager and he literally brought in the empty guitar case opened it up and wouldn't get on stage until it was filled with cash wow Jesus. that's nuts yeah um you know I, I've seen your band a handful of times uh and one of the best shows I've ever seen was um I can't remember what year it was it might have been 2008 ish uh, but it was at the El Rey and you were all in suits I think you had some like you had like little boxes that you were on um and it was the, it was a very rock and roll show it was a rock and roll show it was a rock and roll show we boxes maybe or maybe just felt like and you had some the you had boxes synchronized were 1998 move. okay so th- maybe not maybe I'm just confusing some. and we did have suits you did have suits in the, suits. that the was show. the Electroshock Blues tour and it was probably there was an El Rey stop so that was a, that was one that was of the, the only time we had boxes that I remember where we sat on boxes. Yeah, but that was like a real big. That was a big rock and roll show. It was a, yeah, it was a bit rock and roll. Even like birds, I like birds like a song. Like it's like that was like you did it. It was a, essentially a punk song. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that was different. That was later. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, this was in the two thousands. Okay, so this. yeah, that could have been any number of tours. I'm not sure which one. Yeah, and uh, I was convinced that. Uh, I, you had this gigantic uh, bass player, guitar player, big uh, Al on the bass. Yes, I think so. Yeah, really he's, big. He's still with us. Yeah, really big guy. Huge beard. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Same with you. Sometimes. Yeah. Not currently. Yeah, but that was uh, it was it was funny because like I remember because that was the first time I'd seen you uh, guys, and I remember going to my friend like when you guys were back in town, and I was like. It's like eels are coming. Don't worry. It's a big rock and roll show because he was like sleepy, and uh, I was I was like, don't worry. It's a, it's a it's a fun show. I think going live they just kind of go crazy and play a lot of songs. And it was a soft it was, it was yeah. a soft tour. This that is exactly why we've always been under the radar is because lack of consistency. We, we, yes, <laughs> yeah. We don't know how to satisfy people. I mean, I, that, but to me, well, in, the, in the long run, that's more, that's maybe me repeat too. audiences. I, 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 because the way I grew yeah. up as a music fan was the element of surprise was always my favorite thing. Yeah. Like I was lucky enough. I had a sister who was six years older than me and she took me to all the cool con- concerts. She took me to Led Zeppelin wow. two nights in a row. Like the best thing she took me to, I saw the who with Keith Moon. Oh wow. But the wow. best thing she took me to probably was when I was 16 we went to a Neil Young and Crazy Horse show at the Capitol Center in Largo, Maryland. It's like the Washington, D.C. stop yeah. for arenas. And, you know, I was into Neil Young and Crazy Horse at the time. It, and I figured, like, you know, the last album was like Zuma or something. And I figured, you know, it's going to be them just jamming. Yeah. 
and it, it turned out to be the Russ Never Sleeps concert before that album had come out. Oh, oh shit. wow. So it was complete mind-blowing surprise. The production, you know, it starts with the, the roadies are Star Wars Sandmen, yeah. and they lift the covers off the giant amps. And Neil's asleep, sack on top of one. The whole thing. Wow! And, we, and I was just like, this was my face, podcast listeners, for two hours. You know, it was just a gape, a gape. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, and and that's that so is kind I, of amazing that you yeah, like you. I just want to be surprised. surprising. Yeah. yeah. So I carried that over. I was like, if I'm going to do this, you know, I'm going to. That's how I'm going to do it. So like, we do something one year, mm-hmm. and then people like it and they come back the next year and we do something completely different and they're like oh sorry friends that i dragged here that's yeah. not what i signed you up for you yeah know? but i the, i enjoyed that it's a there's something i never like uh i never enjoyed jamming when i was younger or bands that jammed or was different and like i remember always kind of like just going like i don't know like it's like you know people going like yeah fugazi they don't make a set list they always kind of just find it in the moment and then i was just like i don't know and then i started reading one of those 33 and a third books uh, mm-hmm. by Joe Goss, who did uh, one on in on the kill taker. And then just the way he talked about like their sets around the time when they were making that album, I was like, yeah, man, I don't know. It seems kind of interesting. And I started looking up some videos and I go, yeah, it's, it's each show becomes special because right. yeah. you yeah. know, that's like, it's all about that. The environment of that room that like, like you were almost saying yeah. like why you don't wear in ears. Cause you want to be there. Yeah. I gotta be there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it also makes sense that like, it, th- th- that's what it's supposed to be as sort of an artist is that you're you want people to trust you enough to say like hey if you liked what I did last time I'm the same person I'm just gonna do something different like the the consistency of the artist as opposed to the show like you are are doing something that feels genuine every time and that's what you're yeah, guaranteeing yeah. people you may not be guaranteeing them that you're gonna blow their face off they may be sobbing by the end of it but you are <laughs> yeah. you are saying this is what I am doing this I'm, is- I mean I'm very I'm also very old school entertainer in, yeah. in the yeah. sense that like I you know I'm of the James Brown school of like I'm not interested in wasting anyone's time i don't want to do anything that's not going to be seen as stealing the show yeah yeah if it's not going to be seen as stealing the show i'm going to be disappointed in myself which happens of course all the time but uh, that's what i want to shoot for always you want to blow the doors off huh yeah yeah Yeah, Yeah, i want people to be like oh my god that was fucking not what i expected and it was amazing yeah Yeah. and that's that's kind of how i felt when i saw that show like or as you know i was getting ready for a soft show Right. Then, well, that's my favorite. It was like, yeah. we, I just got off a tour a couple of weeks ago. and like, The big European well, one, right? Yeah. And, yeah. and the, on the last night of the tour, I, I uh, ran into some fans in the street before the show in the afternoon. And they were like, what kind of show is it going to be tonight? Like a soft one? And I was like, yep, it's going to be... Soft, really mellow. <laughs> I, I, I have because it was not. It was the opposite of that. It That's was like just, the first six songs was just like an onslaught of rock in their face. Oh fuck! And I just I did it all for them. Yeah, the next next That's great. next tour, just all of the all of the artists, just like Sleepy Time T, uh, the front of that stuff, and just. Like they're you're like you're gonna lull them to sleep and then blow it out their faces or backwards. <laughs> Do it in a, a Metallica font, eels, <laughs> and then, and then ha- bring them in and That's make them sob. <laughs> uh, well, here's something that happened on uh, like on one of your tours um, that I never even heard of, uh, where you 
had Steve Perry come on stage and oh, sing I, with you. I yeah. did hear, but I I knew people that went out and uh, had never had never heard of you and went out and bought the whole catalog and got really into you just so they could go see that show. Yeah, Steve Perry. Okay, well the Steve Perry story is a long one. How much of it do you want to hear? There's a. That's a, that was a terrible spot to come in on. Um, so this is you, your band, backing up Steve Perry. Yeah. Yep. So were you, obviously, a Steve That's Perry That's the only fan. time he's performed live in, like, 20 or 25 years. It's even, even, And he's put an album out since then and still hasn't performed live since then. What was what would I notice about that when I, uh, which is so crazy because I was when I was researching uh, the music news uh, for today, going to spin.com, <laughs> I, uh, it was, or you know, I just like, it was just said flashback, the time C. Perry played with yeah. Hills. And listening to that, his voice, I like it even more now. I agree. I like. Okay. It's got a Rod Stewart quality I, to I it. I was never a Journey fan. I feel like I can speak freely because I'm pretty sure Steve Perry doesn't listen to this podcast. What the fuck, Cash? Oh, you said wow. specifically that he oh. might. <laughs> so, I'm. I agree. I like. Yeah. I I was never a fan of Journey when I was growing up. Like they were just omnipresent on the radio, and I yeah. pretty much hated them. Yeah, I didn't get it, and I became friends with him like, I don't know, seven or eight years ago because he was an Eels fan and yeah. he sought me out. Really? And I actually avoided him for many years. He used to come to our shows Whoa. and request to meet me and I would deny it. Out wow. of the list of, out of, the list of <laughs> like... Because I'm a dick. Yeah. yeah. Not for any other reason. Wow. I was just like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like Journey. I can't yeah. be bothered. And it's you funny. It's now he's like a really good friend of mine and I totally fucking love him. Is and that the weirdest fan? Oh, I got a lot of weird ones. Okay, great. After some. the story, I, I would lay, later on love to know <laughs> some of the weird ones. Let's fans. get into the top five. Yeah. <laughs> top five. Yeah. Weird as you fan. Yeah. But he um but I agree, his voice now has this like like you said, like like Rod Stewart has like some aged grit to it that yeah. is I think it's richer than it ever was. You yeah. Know? It's well like, it's like that Persian flaw idea was like his voice was so pure right. so and the, young. And that's I think his whole his whole deal is why he hasn't toured is because he's such a perfectionist. Uh, and, and he's he, like, he, if he can't sound exactly like he did in the same key in the record, he's like worried about doing it. But yeah, so he just came out and randomly did three shows with us on that 2014 tour, which was, you know, I felt like kind of weird about like, this is such a non sequitur for our audience. Like, yeah. and now journey songs, you know, but, yeah. but I, there's no way I wasn't going to, do it you know people seem stoked oh it was so beautiful like the first time we did it in in uh saint paul you know the audience thought i was joking (laughs) when when i introduced him and then he came out and they were all just like what it was just this beautiful moment that's really fucking cool and Uh, then now you guys are friends we've been friends for a long time yeah did he ever ask you uh hey why Every t- I went to a bunch of your shows and I always asked to come see you and they said you said fuck off. <laughs> what was up with that? You're like, oh, I, you know, I probably even hear about that. Yeah, I'm, waiting no. for, I'm waiting for him to go on tour so I can go up and guest at his concert. Oh, that'd oh be yeah. Awesome. Uh, we're gonna take a break uh, with a song uh, when we come back. Uh, more E and we're gonna hear his top five weirdest fans of the eels oh, God. uh and we're gonna do some more music news so um this is uh when we <clears throat> sorry 
This song is Carpenter's Song by Aaron Beckham, a great musician and uh, music video director. Um, he, he was the one that directed the the Granddaddy video I was in. Yes, he's yeah, in yeah. a very Did you say Carpenter song. Uh, it's called Carpenter Song. Oh, I thought it was going to be Carpenter a... Song. No, so it's Carpenter Song. Well, this is already a bit of a letdown. All right, I can ch- I can do a different song. Could you get him to cover a Carpenter song? I could. I can do have him do a parody of a Carpenter song about John Carpenter. How quickly could he whip that up? I'll From give Mars? him a text right now. Okay, great. This is Aaron Beckham, Carpenter Song from Classic Bad Times. Oh, 
We probably need silence there, right? For the ads that yeah, they told we, us they're getting. Yeah, I can getting. cut it out. I can All cut right, it out. that was Aaron Beckham with Carpenter song. Not a Carpenter song, not about John Carpenter. Uh, probably barely even about woodwork. Uh, we are <laughs> sitting here with, if you're just tuning in uh, to this podcast, we Once are sitting again, here with E from Eels. Um, when you walked in, I, I felt... Uh, uh, I, I felt weird because I said it's like you uh, felt the energy change in the room. I did, but also I, I said it's like I said uh, uh, this is Cash Mark, this is Cash, and then like uh, and then you said hi, I'm E, and then I was like, Ooh. oh, I didn't even hear that you said Mark. That's okay, whatever. I don't. I'm just happy. I'm going with anyone you. acknowledges yeah. me. In that BBC script uh, sitcom thing, I'm, I'm writing. Uh, you are named Mark in it. Oh well, yeah. that's fine. All right. Yeah. Were, were you disappointed? We can, to we can change that. You know? <laughs> Were you disappointed to uh, lose out the role of E to Kevin? Uh, God damn it! Oh, Kevin Connolly. You were Kevin trying to make Connolly. an entourage. I, I, I was. It. I was particularly disappointed because I did audition for that. Part. Oh man! <laughs> <laughs> I I can totally see you leading the Murphy Group. Uh, <laughs> I know too much about entourage. Oh hey, we got some drops back. Yeah, I'll just you know from here on out, I'll just do all the, our metal our metal drops. Ooh, um, just screams. Do you want to play a quick game of uh, name that growl? Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, here, uh, name this one. Oh. This is different metal singers. Can I hear oh. you? Uh, do you want something a little more obvious? No, wait, no. I think that is Ronnie James Dio. It is not. Hmm. Here's another one of the same same singer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very distinctive. Yes. That, oh shit, I know that He's guy. He's currently in rehab again. They just canceled well, a South American tour. <laughs> <laughs> I know who that is. Yeah, yeah. The, the pride of the South Bay area. South Bay. South Bay, San Francisco. San Francisco. You got to remember that Santa Monica is also South, it's not South Bay. Bay. Oh, I, uh, shit, I give up. All right, it was James Hetfield from Metallica. Oh, of course. All right, here's one for you. Here you go. That's not really a groan. It's not. It's just a name for the thing. Is he harmonizing with himself there? I mean, I don't know why I agreed to play this game. You just you not thought my the strongest other, genre. This is, that was Ronnie this has James Dio. Like seven it was. Times. That was yeah. Ronnie James Dio. You dick. No, the other one wasn't. I know. That's part of the fun. <laughs> Where did it end? Right there. Um, I don't know. That Iron one Maiden. Was, Oh, yeah, I never would have got that. Yeah. We got to get some Diamond Dave in there. Mm. I, feel like, I feel like I'm having a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was, of course, Danzig. All right, back to music news. Music news. You watch your mouth. Um, so... We were uh, we were talking about um, weird fans or fans that have like thrown you off where it's like you know you're you're this guy you're just making music it's just coming out you're doing your thing you never seem to be a part of any particular scene right you just seem to be yes. like uh, and you never really were like an indie guy either like you got signed like pretty quickly right. Yeah, we, we were called indie, but we were like the first band got, that got signed to DreamWorks Records. 
Yeah, it was like but, you but and their Elliot roster Smith. was like us and like Elliot Smith and like you know it was like yeah, it, it felt very indie, but it was and they were a new label. Yeah, but you know, did you meet all three of them? Of the DreamWorks guys? Yeah, Spielberg. I never Katzenberg, met any of them. Geffen, no, none of them. No. Wow. Not even Geffen? He was a music guy. Yeah, no, I never, I've to this day never met any of those three guys, but uh, I did it because of Lenny, Warnaker, and Mo Austin. Yes. Yeah, yeah Warnaker. Who? Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a music news segment real quick. That Dog put out their first album in... What? Really? Yeah, like just last Friday, they put out a new album. Fantastic. Yeah, that's great. It. It's good. I love that band. Yeah, yeah. I am a big fan. Big... Uh, Big Anna Warnker fan. Yeah, me too. She's, and, uh, she's amazing. Her solo album from the early 2000s is fantastic. I don't know if I've heard that. It's good. It's a very, very it's a, it just felt like a, a like less complicated uh, that dog. Uh-huh. Uh, anyway, and then also Petra Hayden does a very great acapella records. Yeah. So, like, she oh, yeah. does like acapella yeah, and stuff of them. I've heard her. She did, uh, did. She did the Who Sell Out. Yeah. And a bunch of other stuff. And, Ambitious. Yeah. Uh, so, so what are some of the, uh, what are some of the crazy, uh, like, it's like you're playing these shows, you're, you're just doing your thing and then you, you hear, oh shit, Steve, this, Perry's Steve Perry likes me. Steve Perry's outside wants to talk. Or, well, yeah. it doesn't always happen at shows. Sometimes it happens in other ways where. At Ralph's. At Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has it, do you have a. I most- keep hearing stories about people seeing Nick Cave at Gelson's. Really? Yeah, I've heard multiple stories of that, and it's just like every time I hear that story, I'm like, "Oh my god, I would shit in my pants if yeah. I was pushing my grocery cart down the aisle at Gelson's and Nick Cave, the fucking vampire." Yeah, was I know, there. just in that fluorescent light. Yeah, <laughs> I was pushing a cart, pull like bleach and mops for cleaning yeah. up something, and that's like I it. would just lose my shit. I wouldn't. No, I would just. I think I would just leave. Yeah, I wouldn't be able to deal with it. This is an incredibly insensitive joke that a friend of mine made, but I can't help but think of it every time I hear Nick Cave songs, uh, which is um, uh, it was the night that uh, Nick Cave's son had died. I don't like this joke already. Yes, uh, but uh, but you're going to go on with it. I I shouldn't. (laughs) Wow. But Uh, we have we have such an audience of completionists. Yeah. Yeah. They will write in. You know what? I'm not going to do it. Okay, Right in to do it. You know what? Find a find an old episode where I say it. I feel like you made the right move. Yeah, by, yeah. By stopping, I think so too. I just and I'm not. I'm not. I'm a terrible self censorer. Yeah, like that's my biggest flaw. Is and I'm constantly reminded by my bandmates about this. Yeah, about myself that I do not know when to self censor. Mm-hmm. I applaud you, sir. It's okay. I'll tell you off, Mike. Okay. Check. I, cash. I, I, I actually cash. don't want to hear it. No, no, no. You don't want to hear it. But So don't tell me. All right. So let's go back to the... <laughs> <laughs> go back to the goddamn subject. <laughs> you know the worst part is? Not even my joke. No. Nope. my friend's joke. Nope. Wow. Taking some heat for it. Who's yeah. your friend? The, that dick who's supposed to be here who's not here? Yeah, you know what? It's not, but... Fuck it, that guy. <laughs> Neil. I, Neil, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, fucking it's Neil's rough. joke, isn't it? It was probably it was, Neil's. It was probably Neil's joke. He's... He's classic Neil. Oh yeah. man, I just realized his mom's gonna listen to this and he's not gonna be on it. He's fine, Claudia. Yeah, that's um. Uh, Jesus, Neil. All right. Um. So what's a what's a tell us? Uh, let's get back to it. Let's so you forget. said you said Tom Waits came up to you. Was it? Did you meet Tom Waits and he he complimented your music? Oh, I I did, I did get to know Tom Waits for some reason. You did you ever do the Bridge School benefit? Yes, we did the Bridge School Benefit once. I know he's done that a few times. That was amazing. We didn't do it the year that Tom did it, uh-huh. I wish. Um, 
Yeah, that's an amazing. I, is that still happening? Or is I think so. Like, yeah, that Bridge School yeah. benefit is Neil Young's yeah. uh, benefit that he puts on for his his son's school. His son is autistic, yeah. and and but it's been a a long time money raiser in in the San Francisco Bay Area. Half Moon Bay. Uh, no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it is Half Moon Bay. That's yeah. where the school is. Or? It's right I mean, around that, there. That's it's that. around there. Yeah, yeah, it's at, at Shoreline. Shoreline the dump. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah and it, it is like it, the best part is that Neil Young introduces you. Yeah. Oh, crazy! Like you hear Neil Young say your band's name. Oh, nuts! And yeah, and, and, and it, also your band's name. It's a good Neil Young word sounding word. Like, yeah, he's like, eels. ladies and gentlemen, eel. <laughs> <laughs> I was sitting in a eels. <laughs> <laughs> my dad built his hot tub. Really? I never told you that. No. My dad had a business building. He he found the plans for like the the tanks that they used to use to water railroads. You know, they put up on the the stands and it was water tanks. And he found those plans and he's like, "Oh, you can just take off the top and make hot tubs. I'm going to do that." And then Neil Young was like one of his first customers. Crazy. Wow. Um, that is something cool to brag about. Yeah. Yeah. What's g- g- brag for us? Oh, about what? Well, you have fans of eels that you've met. I can tell you my Neil Young story. All right. Great. So we played at the bridge school, and the night before, he invites all... He's so generous. He invites... Neil is a little baby guinea pig. <laughs> what? It's just a sound <laughs> drive. Don't worry. Neil's not here. <laughs> Neil's not here, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that was a different Neil, but he invites oh. you He invites you to his house or his... his... Yeah, he invites all the... I don't know if he still does this, but he used to... He probably still does. He invites all the bands the night before the concert to his house for like a big barbecue party. Damn. That's awesome. And I was so nervous to meet him and he had a beard at the time, which was unusual. He didn't usually have beards. And so I was introduced to him and I went and my voice cracked <laughs> as, I, as I shook his hand and I went, I like your beard. <laughs> And he was so sweet. He like he could tell, you know, from the voice crack and the. My, I'm sure my hand was shaking. And he was like, "Oh, yeah, thanks." You know, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I uh, at the time I, I got to meet Michael Stipe. Did I ever tell you that story? Where it's like a guy I was doing a comedy festival in uh, the comedy music festival that he put on in, in Georgia, in Georgia, yeah. in Athens, and like some guy was like, "Hey, do you want to meet Michael Stipe?" I was like, "No, I don't want to meet Michael Stipe." What am I, gonna, I got nothing to say to Michael Stipe. I like REM. But I'm, I have nothing to say to the dude. And then uh, he's like, oh, are you sure? Like the whole night, are you sure, are you sure? And then finally, like, I feel a tap on my shoulder. I turn around. He's like, hey, Jonah, this is Michael. Uh, Michael, this is Jonah. He, was a, he performed on the on the show. He's like, oh, wow. Well, hey, man, thanks a lot for doing That's the show. That's a great image. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I, was, uh, uh, I was like, oh, yeah, no, no problem. Athens is a cool town. Uh, <laughs> I can see why you stuck around. <laughs> and then he was just like, yeah, okay. And then walked away. And it was well, at least if you were me, it would have been, Athens is cool. Hey, cool. <laughs> Do you know the B-50? Are they the B-52s around? <laughs> um, you could have to watch much Bulldogs football. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, who, who else was at that show? Anyone else you were in? I can't remember. Who else was on there? Only, you know, oh, REM. <laughs> they, oh, they shit. Were, yeah, yeah wow, they were yeah, in the wow. house. Yeah. Good guys. Um, that's how I ended up uh, hooking up with Peter Buck. Actually, like, we oh were, shit, we were. <laughs> sounds, I'm about to say the most pretentious sentence anyone's <laughs> ever uttered. We were walking out to Neil Young's TP. <laughs> <laughs> Best episode of the year. 
and Peter Buck approached me and he was like, "Hey, I love your records. You know, if you ever want to work together, you know, here's my number." And Shit. so we ended up doing some stuff together. This That's is, awesome. This this barbecue sounds like some sort of rock and roll celebrity LinkedIn. You just guys just bounce from place to place. Yeah, we right. Yeah, we that that's how it works. And I probably have said too much. It's supposed to be. Oh shit! No, this is what a, this is what Alex Jones is yelling about. Uh, yes. The meeting of the minds and this woods the Illuminati. Go. Oh, Uh-oh. well, congratulations on getting in there. That's got to be a lifetime. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you know who that is? <laughs> I don't know. It's that. Alex Jones. That's Alex Jones. That's uh, not, oh, was it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's not a metal scream. Wow. Um, uh, so you also said uh, uh, Pete Townsend, fan of the... Pete Townsend, um, I did w- probably the greatest audience gag I've ever done in the in rock and roll history. <laughs> in rock and roll history uh, that anyone's ever done. <laughs> I, I, like did, I did a solo bunch show. of explosives in the drum set. Yeah, I, I wrote a book, and when my book came out, this is probably like 2008. Um, I did a one-time solo show without the band, where it was just me at uh, St James Church in London, and I didn't. I was too embarrassed to like read excerpts from my book. Like like I did some book signings, you know, like yeah. you know, like book soup and all that stuff. And I was always I never wanted to read it myself, so I'd always have like fans read it or nice. whatever. Oh, that's cool. Uh, you know, like the audio version of the book I didn't read. I made my guitarist Chet read it. Really? <laughs> and he did a great job. Wow. But anyway, so at this at this um show at the church in London, I was planning to just have like there'd be like four breaks in between songs where I would pick a random unplanned audience member out of the audience to come up and read a, an excerpt from the book. And I did that for three. And then the fourth one was a plant. And I, he was raising his hand. And I said, you, sir, what's your name? And he said, Pete. And I said, come on, come up here, Pete. And it was Pete Townsend. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> Isn't that funny that Pete was plant that night? Pete was the plant, <laughs> yes. Yes! <laughs> That's uh, Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I know, but oh, it's just the yeah, I didn't, similar I didn't get it either. And, yeah. But anyway, back to my awesome story. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come back yeah. so often. I love how you give a shit. So Pete Townsend uh, came up, and uh, that's the end of the story. And then he, you know, like the audience went nuts. And then he read an excerpt from my book. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Did. I was I was gonna ask if you guys knew each other from before, but obviously well, yeah, yeah, yeah. it wasn't he, a, he, it, it was a, a little point. bit. I, I knew him a little bit before because we did some festivals with that the Who were the headliners, mm-hmm. and he was doing like this fun like um, video podcast kind of show from a airstream trailer behind the Who stage, really. And he wanted me to be a guest on it. That's how I met him. Oh, and that's awesome. We became friends. And I told him I was working on a book. And he was like, I'd love to read it. And he read it when it was like halfway through. Really? And loved it and really encouraged me to finish it. Wow. Like, he's, he's a big reason why I did it. That's well, really that's incredible. Really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm actually seeing The Who soon. Are you? Uh, yeah. Because um, uh, um, I have a friend, my friend Heather Ann Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, we became friends because we both... We're the only two people we know that like really went all in on the Liam Gallagher solo stuff. 
<laughs> like it's like it's like when it's like I never list, I never liked Oasis I never listened to them and then I was on a flight back from London and they had you know Supersonic was on like the TV I still haven't seen that but I heard it's great it's great it's just really well like put together uh-huh. and it's um and it's just like tons of great footage all the all the interviews I think are a bit better because they're all uh, just audio interviews over uh-huh. just footage and stuff like that and right. good graphics and whatnot but it's just one of those things where I was just. You know, like I just taped some TV stuff in the UK and like I was like coming back. I'm feeling good. I was like, I fucking love London so much. And then I started watching. I was like, I love a good rock doc. Even if I don't like the band, I, I love I, a rock I doc. I agree. Yeah. Uh, and so I start watching it and I get off that plane. And I was just like, holy shit, I fucking love Oasis. Wow. And I just came. I just He was insufferable. For I, like yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like it's all I could fucking like listen to. And then like almost like, you know, like. A year after that, Liam Gallagher like puts out the solo album. I was just like, perfect. Now I'm scared to watch the documentary. You're, that, you're afraid yeah. you'll you'll go hard into Oasis. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to go that far. It's you know, <laughs> they, it's some, it's it's like some good a, simple tunes. Watching a documentary about heroin, it's like exactly. Yeah, I get it, but like I hear what you're saying, Pusher uh, Man. Uh, the first taste is free. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to end up on the street. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Liam Gallagher at the Bulls opening up for the Who, and uh, the oh, Who, right, right. the Who just uh, put out a new single because they have an album coming out this year, uh-huh. wow. um, and it's uh, it's called "All This Music Must Fade." Whoa! And um, what's, what's the deal there? What's well, here, the, here's here's the lyric. Here's some of the lyrics. Yeah. I don't care. I know you're gonna hate the song, and that said, we never really got along. Wow! It's not new, not diverse. It won't light up your parade. It's just a simple verse. All this music will fade just like the edge of a blade. And so Wow, Pete. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sounds um, like he you you have been an influence on him a little bit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> he um, was, I'm kidding. He was doing downer stuff for years. Yeah, he fucking he wrote me. And so Definitely a who song. Wow. It's actually a pretty good song. I mean, just from that much, it's like completely original in, in terms of the, what the lyrics are saying. Yeah. yeah. Like, and no so one's ever said any of that. Pete Townsend said in a statement that the song is dedicated to every artist who has ever been accused of ripping off someone else's song. <laughs> Seriously, our music palette is limited enough in the 21st century without oh. some dork oh. claiming to have invented a common chord scheme. Oh, this is his wow. George Harrison's This Song. Yeah. <laughs> the one about, like, being bitter about being sued for My Sweet Lord. Yeah. But I love that fucking Pete Townsend like call he's used the term dork, my favorite fucking thing. Yeah, he, he, dork is sort of your thing. You should sue him. I should that sue, is, yeah. But uh yeah. Hardcore talk. But fucking A, like it's a it's a good song and they're right. Like just like almost so like just take it easy. Yeah. And we talked yeah. about this last week about how Green Day tends to like lift stuff here and there, but at the same time it's 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 not only like rock, it's it's like punk rock. So there's even fewer yeah. progressions, I guess, right, at that point. Right, right. There's only so many bar chords. Yeah. Which gets me to uh, when we met, um, or no, the second time we met, like where we were at that uh, Halloween party. Uh-huh. 
Um, and uh, you you said, hey, I looked up like uh, after after we met at the barbecue. That's right, you're right. right. We met at the barbecue, and you said you looked up something because uh, I did a uh, an AV Club hate song. Oh wow! Oh yeah, which that, was a I very traumatic yeah. moment. Oh yeah, yeah. You, did, you did an AV Club hate song about Sublime. Sublime's yes. what that I got. That I happened to have read. You just I happen love to read those. Those are those are some. So They're fun. Read. Yeah, except for all of the hate you get after you do one. It's like crazy. Like, like, okay, to the audience who doesn't know what we're talking about. So the AV, AV Club has a thing called Hate Song, where you just have to shit on a song. Uh, and I just turned it into shitting on Sublime. And that's the whole bit. You just get on the phone with them, and they record it, and you fucking just come up with a bunch of I like... I just remember you said something like about, you know, like these date rape rockers or something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I also said, like, it's like, like dude died of a heroin overdose in uh, in, in San Francisco. It's very cliche. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like, just, and I remember, like, I was getting people, it's like, how is that cliche? I was like, I know a lot of people did drugs in San Francisco. Like, uh, it's like, it wasn't really yeah, thought out. Yeah, yeah, I, I, will, yeah. I will say this. The beer that we are drinking right now, it's Lagunitas beer. I work for Lagunitas on the weekends. I go to beer festivals. I went to a Long Beach beer festival. Is this a commercial? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. I went to a long. You beach. like the crisp, refreshing taste of a Lagunitas. I didn't know I had to do commercials. Well, yeah, yeah, we all no, do. No, you just sta- sit there and watch while I do it. Yeah. But I was passing out beer, and I'm sitting in front of this flag that says Lagunitas, Petaluma, California, established whenever it was fucking established. And they start playing a Sublime song with the cover band, and a dude walks Jeez. up to me in a Long Beach state hat and says, "You're the place that killed Bradley," and then turned and walked wow. away. Wow. You're the place that killed Bradley. Petaluma, California. Man, Some of the best heroin you'll never place. need. You're the place. You're the place. You're the place. Weird. I'm sorry. Did you not want a free beer? Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, but in in that thing, I talk about the uh, the progression, and this is kind of what we're talking about with the. With, oh yeah. With the, Wait. Do we on? want to talk about this? I know what you're talking about now. No, no. And this isn't an insult. Are you going to get me sued? No, 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 no. Not at all. I, I, uh, here's the thing. Because here's, I didn't know about this until you pointed it out. So I, like, <laughs> so the riff. Yeah. You said, like, and this, this was this is like here's something. This is something I bragged about. E. This is something where it's like you said like. Yeah, you okay, so here's the Oh god damn it. So this is the I don't want to participate. You don't want to do this? <laughs> you want me to build this? No. And so I said like uh I, I said, yes, what uh like like what I got, their biggest song. And that it's was their biggest clearly song. Clearly about date rape. <laughs> That's the other song. That's the other song called, called Date Rape. Uh, <laughs> oh, they have they, they have they a song called Date Rape. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. I got confused, sorry. And then it's maybe it's And then there's Lady Madonna. Does everybody know that these are well, similar? Yeah. Early in the morning, rising right. on my feet. Yeah. Light me up that cigarette, and I strap shoes on my feet. Wow. But I said like it's like it said. Yeah. Hey, are you the guy that figured that out? Like, no, I don't. I don't it? know. You know what? Did, I, you, did you hear that from somebody? Somebody else before you figured it out? No, I. I don't remember. It. You know, it's. It is kind of one of those things that you, because you and I have both worked at record stores where it's that's literally something that will somebody will come in with and like, hey, go get the Sublime album and go get the the White yeah. album and we'll I'll show you this thing. Like it. It, it feels like one of those things. But like in that in that article, I say like it's like you know what I got their biggest hit, arguably their biggest hit, uh, definitely uh, right. Yeah, uh, was essentially just lifted from uh, Lady Madonna, mm-hmm. and I said, um, which are both clearly ripoffs of the Eels' "Love of the Loveless." Go ahead. Say it. <laughs> 
And then I said, the Eels did it too, but at, at least it was a good song. <laughs> oh. Did, I don't know if you, I don't remember the part about at least it's a good song, but thank you for throwing that in. Early in the morning. Lady Madonna. I think, I think this just, this is your new closer, is you doing all Do three. All. Just like your own mashup. Ooh, I oh, like I like it. Kids love mashups. Girl talk, all if of If you them. erase this part from the show, I'll do it. But if, <laughs> it, if you keep it as part of the show, it won't be a surprise to the audience and uh, they can't so do it. I, I no, think... you have to sample us talking about it within it. Oh, yeah, that's a that's a big crowd pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you bring out a Dalmatian at some point, the crowd is going to love it. But it's a, you know, I think... Oh, when is that, that a sublime thing? That is a sublime Dalmatian, thing, right? yeah. 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 I do think that uh, maybe it was Ron Benway that noticed it because when I was working at Benway Records in Venice Beach when when Shoot Nanny came out and it was uh, you know it was like a, a year or so after I moved out here and it was a very like that was like uh, I I'd, I'd liked your band then album that album came out and like I like that was like the one that that like oh, that's just interesting to because all the time you know the the hallmark of Shoot Nanny is. It was the one. It was the fifth album we put out on DreamWorks. We we put out more albums than anyone Jesus. on DreamWorks. Shit. And it and then like right after it came out, they went bankrupt. Well, a lot because, of people because did. because of us basically. <laughs> and, but you come to they're like another another album. Wow, yeah. that's fast. Now, now uh, I get why that you never the, met Spielberg. The funny the thing about it is, it was the one album of all five. That they were super excited about. Really? Like, I literally had, like, the head of every department of the record label personally call me to congratulate me when they heard it, which had never happened before. And it was probably to this day the biggest bomb of our career. No, no way. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. No, that album is. That album is full of hits. I, well, I'd like to think so. In. some alternate universe. It's also like maybe yeah. one of your shorter albums. They're all pretty short, other than I guess there's the just du- a lot. Other than the double one, the double one, yeah. But they that one is the biggest. That, that's the deepest of deep cuts of our albums. Really? Like, hmm. Yeah, that's the one that like never gets noticed. And and then you, you know, after that is when you went to Vagrant. Uh, yeah, then Vagrant was after that. Yeah. Ben work with Ben him? was there. Ben Getting was working there. Yeah. Uh, he was the what, art. What happened after that? So then, the DreamWorks contracts all got sold to Interscope. And oh, that's uh, right. You and Dr. Yeah. Dre were label mates for a while. <laughs> well, <laughs> what happened there? Well, like Interscope originally wanted to sign us and offered us more money than DreamWorks. Really? And I had a big falling out with my manager at the time. Because I was like, I don't care. I don't want more money. I want to be with Lenny and Mo at, at DreamWorks. And I, against my manager's advice, I signed with DreamWorks. So then we end up back at Interscope. And I make Blinking Lights. They've got it on their desk. They can have it if they want it. They don't even listen to it. And they say this isn't the right place for this guy really whoa the happy ending was they bought me out of the contract and then i and then you signed with another label so i i got paid twice for that album thank you oh shit wow wilco also yankee hotel foxtrot they got paid twice for that album. yeah it's the same story yeah it's uh like they got dropped 
Uh, then another label picked it up, and then that label got bought by the parent company of the label that dropped them. <laughs> now, let me explain something to the listeners for a moment. We're talking about the music industry when there was money. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking last century when yeah, there was is, a music industry. This isn't yeah. something that's understood. This was before yeah, Apple uh, yeah. bought bought it. And then, how does as a musician now? Because uh, I think I even re- remember reading an interview or something of that of um, I can't remember the, the guy's name, but the dude from Not a Surf, where he just said it's like it's now like it's like it, as like a musician to just to keep it going professionally, it's like it's like an album every other year and and touring uh, every year. Like it's just like it's like oh, is to, that the thing now? Because I I, I love touring now. Um, I didn't think you could get away with it that often. I think, I think, I think it's I think it's more. I I have a feeling that. Tour well, as, and also for music, you can you can separate your tours by a, a long. You don't have to like, you don't have to run the country like once a year. You can do like you know you can do a year. Well, then, I've always been, in my situation. It's always been like you can't do it too often. Yeah, yeah, because you got to yeah. make it special. But you can spread out because you can go all over the world. Yeah, like we always do our best when we go away for like four years and you come back and it's like an event or whatever. But can you do so? Right. Like you do a year in the states. Uh, or North America, you can do like a tour in a. Well, what we just did for this album that came out last year was we did the deconstruction. We, we yeah, we did America once last year, and we did Europe once last year, and then we did them both again this year. Yeah. Oh, but at that point, it's like you're you're done. You know, you can't really you know. And then there's but, Australia like, and Japan. Yeah, and, I was gonna say isn't else that, that like, we're always trying to get to, but. We can't ever get it to work out schedule wise or budget because of your other band members or no no, no. Oh. it's just money and scheduling oh yes yeah. yes yes it's yeah. a long lot of it's a long way to go for too. not that many shows is the yeah. problem yeah yeah you go to Australia you tour with four or five dates in Australia but you're still right. covering America basically yeah it, that's exactly right yeah. it's like Perth to Brisbane is like. LA to New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, but it's just that and like one other show or two other shows. That's a good you know. point. Um, has touring been uh, different for you? Obviously, it will be, have, it would be different, but like um, the emotional weight of uh, like not being with your kid. Yeah, that part's really hard. And, and so that's why we used to always tour. It was like our standard was two and a half months nonstop. Mm. Yeah. Like we would do everything back to back you you wouldn't be home for two and a half months and so now we break it up so it's like usually just a month each run yeah yep. which is still a long time but it's a lot better than two and a half months so do yeah you, do you two do, and do half like, months is like what that's like you know but that's it's a, a quarter of a part year, of the year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 like yeah. The, the tours i did yeah. for mst were both about three months and like uh you're just gone yeah yeah you get back to your house and it feels weird there's like a yeah film it's completely it. like oh there's a whole new world going on here that i missed out on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely um so do you do it in like swaths now it's like you'll do yeah. it on the east coast you'll come home you'll do the midwest no no it's, it'll be like we'll just do america and then come home and then we'll do europe and come home yeah, yeah. and so do you think uh to make any uh, a good living off of music is to just record more and put out more stuff are you still know. trying to figure it you know, out? I don't, or I don't, is it completely yeah. in the Shrek it's, camp? It's total wild west. This is about licensing, it's pretty much, total right? total wild west. Yeah, I yeah. mean, thank God for you know that. But Sunday morning. Saturday morning. Saturday morning. Sunday morning. A thank sequel. God for Sunday a sequel morning. to the Saturday morning. Well, yeah. Wait. I, idea for song. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> what if it was Sunday morning? <laughs> oh no, 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 go all the way in like yeah. Tuesday afternoon. Cover everything. <laughs> to t- no, there's a there is a Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that's, to, to, you know what? The the use that I always wanted to use Saturday morning though was uh was on uh, Friday night. That was my that was going to be my twist on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was after bars close. And then, you, and then you're trying to run, you're trying to do that run to Katie a liquor pa- store before they stop serving. Yeah. Katy Perry's got that one covered. Does she? Yeah, last Friday night. It's a banger. Not a big Katy Perry fan, but I do like that song. This guy's mm. encyclopedic. Yeah, I'm so far from that. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna take a break with a song from the Good Graces. Good Graces is one of the first artists to ever uh, submit to uh, Jonah Radio. Is this gonna be a Carpenters cover? It's not a Carpenters cover. Uh, she's great. She's from uh, she's from the southeast. She's uh, she's been giving us songs since the get go, uh, and then she has a new album coming out. Uh, so this is off that album, and this song is called Three. This is Jonah Radio. We're here. Are you going to stick around after the break? Nope. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
and we're back. <laughs> hey, all right. That was The Good Graces with Three, a new album coming out. We're gonna, if you uh, like any of the stuff you've heard um, on our show page, we have links to uh, everybody's. So, except for this guy, Jim Mulligan, that show. Uh, uh, reached out to we reached out pop- to do you see his email back no dude says like it's like it's like this guy sends us a song and we play it because it's good and then someone actually emails us going hey there's no links to that song i really like that artist oh. uh and then i so we reach out to jamal and say hey again we need those links that's that's such a artist thing pa- to do that's such a page out of my career's book <laughs> at least you're not as right. bad as bonnie prince billy it sounds like that guy's managed by my management. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the dude like responds going like, uh, "Oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't trying to promote that. I just wanted to send you the song. Here's some other stuff I've done. If they want those links, and ah. I was like, all right. So I just sent the person the song. I sent yeah. them the MP3. That, that's the that's the least we can do. Yeah. We're we're now a record label as well. We're just, just trying one just, one song by one song. We have label. the opportunity to just to help help bands get heard. Anything, if anything, the most delightful thing we can hear is that somebody heard. Uh, something they like on our show because yeah. that's what we're trying to do. My favorite, one of my favorite stories when I was working at Amoeba, uh, there was a guy talking about how like there was, he was working with some guy and the whole thing is like, you're not supposed to talk to celebrities. You're not supposed to talk to anybody in there. And then some guy like Tom Petty was in there shopping and some guy's like, I got to give him my CD. And then they're like, you can't, if they find out you did it, you'll get fired. Like, it's like, you cannot do that. He's like, I got to do it. And then, um, so he goes and watches the guy go off and like go up to Tom Penny. He's like, hey, work here. And then like, he just, it's all silent. He doesn't yeah. see. And then like, um, you see the guy kind of going like, uh, like getting into the spiel. And then he pulls it, he sees him pull out the CD and then he just sees Tom Penny's hands. Both of his hands go up and then like smiles, like going like, I'm sorry. And then walked away. I can't take that. Oh, so oh man. Yeah. Oh. But it's also like, it's like as a guy that I think he's had, he had issues like with people saying like, Oh, they, he stole this or something like that. So I think yeah, it's like, oh. yeah. Cause you gotta be, it's that, that same thing where it's like, you can't, um, you can't write a, a TV spec and hand it to somebody who works on that show because then you could just sue them saying like, Oh, they took my oh, idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they go right, to a water right. park. That was in my thing. And I yeah. gave right, it to him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh shit. I forgot about that. Like I gotta, yeah, I, I get that. I get that Tom Petty, Handshake a lot with a CD in the oh, hand. Yeah? <laughs> yeah, I think you gotta be careful because you you, be careful, you make yeah. a lot of songs, right? Yeah. How many songs do you think you've written? Six hundred and forty-two. I counted this morning. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you want to feel accomplished. <laughs> yep. uh, yeah. You really got to have some yeah, gratitude I, today. I've been a little down on the dumps lately. I was like, mm, I need to feel better about myself. Let's count them. You know. <laughs> E, there's a thing, uh, as a fan of your music, um, there is a thing that my wife is also a fan of yours. And we, oh, we, we, really? Yeah. We, actually, nice. I was driving around today with my mom, and I was listening to- Is your mom a fan? She is now a fan of yours. She was. She did really? this thing. I was wow. like, I was like, I was like, this is uh, this is a guy that's going to be on uh, Joan Radio tonight. And she goes, she's like, she's like, oh, th- this is good. Yeah. <laughs> I, moms don't fuck around. Moms know what's good. Same yeah. with kids. It's like, you, have you ever met a kid who didn't like the Beatles? Good no. point. That's a bad seed. Yeah. And moms are the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Moms, she, moms, she moms, moms, Beatles, moms and kids know what's good. Just who cares what dad's like? Fuck yeah. dads. Yeah, dads yeah, were just trying to get Steely laid. Dan. <laughs> Steely Dad. Uh, Steely Dad. Steely Dad. Um, it is so funny that you don't like... Are we allowed to... Did we talk about that on air? No, we didn't. No. Okay, great. No. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not. We didn't... Yeah. Do, we, 
I was gonna say Neil is sucks. Neil's <laughs> wor- I don't like Neil. All right, <laughs> and we did talk about that on the air. We did. Yes, we I did. don't like Neil. Yeah, we did talk yes, about yeah, that. Yeah, we did talk about like that. Neil. Did not do not like Neil, Fuck that which guy. is which is gonna be so hard on him. He's gonna listen to this because, and he's just gonna go, oh. Well, you should have been here. Yep. Mm. Um, yeah. So the uh, we, we want to say rest in peace, Ginger Baker. Yes, I just realized that that was because of his hair. I just saw a picture and was like, oh yeah, he was redheaded. That's where he got the name Ginger. Oh, so it's probably just a nickname. Yeah, I don't yeah. think this is actually. Which is basically name. like a like a slur in a little bit, in, yeah. In in the UK. Yeah, you know what it's weird though? It's like it's like an accepted slur in the UK. Oh, for sure. There's yeah. like it's it's crazy how racist the white people are against each other in uh yeah. like very regionalistic. Yeah. Worse than us making fun of like southerners. Oh yeah. Or yeah. you know, or Midwesterners. It's uh um, Yeah, no, it's so class based. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I was uh, shooting a show and there was a PA and she was from Newcastle and like um she's a she you know, she's like, Oh, I forgot the thing and then like she walks out to go get the thing and they also go uh, like they all start <laughs> <laughs> There's also nothing funnier than racism that you don't understand. You're like, You're all the same. Why right. are you laughing at yeah. each other? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when I went when I went back to like like when I was growing up in Hawaii, like everyone made fun of like uh, like Samoans, mm-hmm. uh, and then like uh, I was gone for a long time. Then I went back and went to a comedy show, and everyone was making fun of Micronesians. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is a very niche place, isn't it? <laughs> oh no, man, you not you can't say that about Samoans now. What's that? I, what uh, was that voice? That was a Midwesterner talking <laughs> about uh, Islanders. Oh, yeah. Well, we're yeah. We're, uh, we're watching the movie Fargo right now. Yeah, yeah I, all of a sudden a, I was... You guys just turned on a sound excerpt hey, from Fargo. <laughs> hey there, uh, have you been to the big island? And Oh, that was Irish? Oh, gee, let's and end this before I end up somewhere. <laughs> Oscar-winning performance. Um, so recently Nickelback was being made fun of uh, and used in politics. Um uh, which is very funny to me that they they got they get mentioned. Um, so some guy on Fox News said USA politics have gone bonkers. It's all about thumbs a blazing on Twitter. Uh, well, oh sorry, that's actually what Chris Novoselic said. I messed up. I was reading the wrong line. Here's no, the thing. So, but the- Chris Novoselic is in a position where he's defending Nickelback. Wow. <laughs> where he got to say, "Who is this jerk? Nickelback is a power pop rock band, and I love them. They are wow, Canadian. Really? Yeah." This he, is what it's come to. Yeah, this is this is what's happening now, is that wow. Chris Novoselic has to find which weird hippie beanie he wants to put on. Wow. Come out of the woodwork. Shit's getting so confusing. Yeah. It's really odd. It's hard to... Nothing makes any sense anymore. Yeah, Let's that's... Just give up. That's why that's we're here, point. though. I'm putting sweatpants on. Yeah, I'm you're... Done. Oh, but that, that's, that's something I was going to say, that... Um, uh, from listening to your music over the years, and then uh, it's a you seem um, uh, sad all the time. But every every interaction I've had with you, and even your updates on uh, Instagram, you're really goofy. Wow, goofy! Like really funny and fun. Oh, it's okay. like you, you seem to be into having a good time. So goofy's good. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for noting that. I I would say honestly, I am a happy person. I yeah. wasn't. I was not always a happy person. Yeah. You had a you had a crazy it's, life. You had a rough. My life has been very bumpy and dramatic in a lot of ways, and and kind of in kind of extreme ways in some cases. But I have figured out in the last 
couple years how to be happy. I, I really consider myself a happy person. That's great. You, you have uh, all what I've heard called in the past a survivor's sense of humor. Uh, oh. That that uh, shit has gone bad for for you, but that is not uh, affected the way you see the world, which is really kind of refreshing. That you use the the outlets that you've been given, whether it's songwriting or just being a person on stage. To, to well, I mean, I you know, I am so lucky that I had that outlet to work with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like that definitely. Music has saved me on so many levels. You know, just like. It serves me in every way you can imagine. Yeah. Like as a fan and as an artist and as just a person that needs something to do. Yeah. Like I'm so lucky, so lucky that I got to do it. But now I'm at a point where like even without that, I can feel pretty happy just... Like I just try to look at like what's good about each day. Yeah. Like... You can be happy with it, or you can not be happy with it. It, it is a choice. Yeah. yeah. And you can just say, there's some things I would really like to change about my life that I can't change. So, fuck it. Let's look, look at the good things that are here beyond that. That's and, awesome. and just accept reality. So, always look on the bright side of life. That, but it's also, like, the key is really, like, living in reality and looking at, like, what do you have here that you don't have to worry about changing. Yeah. You know? Um, was that something that happened from having a kid, before having a kid? Was that, did that have anything to do with your... I think it just happened from getting older yeah. and, and just really being vigilant at paying attention just to, I'm someone who's always been super interested in self-improvement yeah I've been in therapy for millions of years I'm always working on like I literally will take notes and put them in my pocket like why did I say that to that person last night maybe I could have done that differently like stuff mm, like that I'm really always, always been doing that for decades yeah and I think it just like started to slowly add up to where it's manifesting into a situation where, but you know, it's, the hard part is you have to do it every day. You have to go every hour, you yeah. know? Yeah. Well, makes sometimes more often you have to go, you have to hit refresh. Well, and, and the, one of the interesting things, one of the things I'm reacting to what you said is just like that idea of like small choices of like, hey, there are huge things that I want to change or there are things that I can't do anything about, but I'm going to make the small choices that will someday add up to that. And yeah. That, like, yep. And that it is that, that yes. small of a choice. I that's was just a like, great way to, to look at it. Yeah. 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 That's, that's what you yeah. said. And then yeah. I slipped down too far. The reporter <laughs> almost fell over. Uh, yeah, that's, that's something that I'm trying to... I'm, I'm working on is being a uh the gratitude thing is the yeah it's the easy to fall down the hate hole as i call it yeah like like i you know i'm a super insecure person i have all sorts of insecurities i have professional jealousies all sorts of you know like name name them. like name I can, names. well i can't stand looking at like instagram you know it's like the easiest way to just get depressed like look how successful everybody yeah. is yeah yeah you know but then i just like put it down and just go but look you know look at all these good things about my life and how amazing my life is like especially in the face of how terrible it's been 
a, a lot of the time. Yeah. Like, I'm such a lucky person. Yeah. I've lived well, that's such you, a full life. That thing you're talking about, age, is like when you do get older and it's so sort of anti-rock and roll, but you, you do see that thing of like, this is so far from the worst place I've ever woken up when you wake up or, or the, the worst place I've ever fallen asleep. Yeah. Or, and then in the end, it's like that Who song you played. It's like, it's all going to fade anyway. Who, yeah. yeah. So yeah. what fucking ever? None of it, that, which I find comforting. Like none of it really matters that much. And never, nothing matters as much as you think it does. Oh, for sure. It, all will fade. Thank you, Pete Townsend. I was uh, like with my mom today, and we drove around um, Hollywood, uh, Hollywood uh, uh, forever. The cemetery, yeah, the cemetery. And it's like a, it's a it's very it's a you know there's you know you got your Johnny Ramone statue, you got your Mel Blanc uh, tombstone, but ooh, that's a good one, Mel Blanc. Yeah, Mel Blanc. Man. I haven't seen that. Oh, it's really great. Uh, it's it says that's, it says Tweety? that's all, folks. Yeah, it's real. It's real simple. Like as a guy that yeah. was it was a very very accomplished. Um, but there's a thing you see a lot with like people, um, where it's like they've, they're making these like shrines to themselves oh, yeah, that, that will live on forever that they will never right. even yeah. know or care. And I, yeah. I, I realize so much of this stuff, it's like, it's like, you know, these mausoleums with one person in it, like you would see like a, like a little mini mausoleum, right. like a little fucking pup tent made out of concrete. Yeah. And it's, uh, it just says one guy's name, one guy. It's, and that's, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I realized I was like, who the fucking, this guy think he's a fucking Pharaoh. Yeah. Like it's, it's real. Like it's, it's a uh, little crypt. Yeah. And it's just, uh, that the idea that we're, uh, we're more than just, you know, uh, energy inside sacks of flesh. Yeah, no, you know, it's like one of those uh, Jerry Seinfeld comedians in cars where he's, I can't remember who he was driving with, but they were debating. Jerry was saying like he finds it really comforting when he sees like science shows or whatever, I think about, you know, that show how small Earth is yeah. and how meaningless it all is in the big picture and all that. And whoever he was with had the opposite view and all that. Was that but Gary I'm, Shandling? Oh, it was. It was yeah, Gary yeah, yeah. Shandling, I that think. That seems yeah. like a conversation was, they would yeah. get into. Was, and then Gary was, would... Yeah, it was the Shandling one. Yeah. yeah. He would come up with a way yeah. to be like, no. And I'm on I'm on Jerry's side on that argument. I, yeah. I, I find it comforting. Yeah. You just go, yeah, I love being reminded that... Because we just get so sucked into the day-to-day... Everything's on our level. Drama yeah. on our yeah. level. Yeah. Everything's on our level, and then yeah. you look up, and yeah. you're like, and then you're oh, just like, oh, our level is insignificant. That's why Completely. I like mo- yeah. living near either an ocean or a mountain. Yeah. I, I feel uncomfortable in the plains. Uh, I like. I need to see. I, you know, if I didn't live near, like, I like. I have a view of Mount Washington, which isn't a huge mountain or by any means, but something that's bigger than me. Right. And that's I. That's the one one of the things I don't like about living in L.A. Maybe um, that's my problem. I don't have a view of anything bigger than me. Well, your pool's pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, E, for coming on to the show. It's been really nice hanging out with. Uh, if you're listening to this on Friday late at night. Um, Oh, if only it had played. I was trying to queue up Saturday morning, but it's something. No. It would have worked. It would have been funny. It would have been funny. It would have been. Uh, do, you but, have that, do you have my song Wednesday night? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that's the thing what, in what we were talking about, though. Um, there's something that I thought of a lot, like in my time, especially during when I was like, I, there was a 
part of my career not too long ago where I was like, I had three shows at the same time, the Mystery Science Theater, the Meltdown, and Hidden America. Wow. All around the same time. And um, there's a line in um, uh, in the good old days, which is like, uh, like you just say, these could be the good old days, like uh-huh. which is like, and I don't know what you mean, but I kind of took that portion of it. You know so, what I mean. But like, it's like the idea... <laughs> Like for me, it was just like, uh, it's like, you know, there's a thing with people that the, the nostalgia thing or the reminiscing thing where it's just like, oh, things were so good back then. And I was like, oh, but these could be like, these will be the days that I'm like reminiscing on. So I was like, these could be the good old days if I make them the exactly. good old days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, or you just better appreciate these days right now, because even though you think they might be shitty. You're going to have shittier days, but that's a more pessimistic view. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, that's another episode. Yeah, I remember yeah. I remember that like shortly, like a week before, like it's like I was traveling a bunch and a week before like my dad uh, kicked it. I remember me and my wife, I was like, we're, like, we're so stressed and this, all this stuff. And I was like, man, imagine if we had real problems. And then like a week later, my dad died and she's like, she's like, hey, wow, hey, now we know. There's yeah. that perspective for you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show. I really Thanks appreciate for having it. Me. Uh, Eels the Band, Eels the Band on Instagram. Uh, is the uh, is, I guess is the would tag e, e taken? We only uh, joined last year. Oh, yeah, I remember so there was new, like that. There we're was new that to Instagram, and it's the first time I have ever personally participated in any social media. Oh, so, really? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to it. It's yeah. addicting. Yeah. So at this ripe old age, come and enjoy the dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, if, uh, if you enjoyed, uh, I, I recommend, I, I, I don't know. All your albums are so great. Um, but there, and there's a and lot you, of them out there. You also have a bunch of live albums too. So you, that's true. You, you get the live yeah. albums. Many, get many the live albums, many studio albums, many Shrek albums, <laughs> as you noted. <laughs> well, you, uh, you coming back for the Senko Shrek five? Yeah. Shrek, oh yeah. Uh, might do. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, thank you so much. We're going to end with a song. Uh, from uh, Grave Lake. Um, uh, this is the album Pure Fear. Is, is this going to be an Eels cover? It's not. Did you want to play an Eels? Do you want me to play an Eels? Song? I just well, figure your stuff is so. Yeah. Well, nah, just uh, everyone just go uh, to YouTube and start playing Eels songs. Like crazy. <laughs> Spotify. Go to Spotify. If you could sleep to sleep to the sounds of uh, yeah. four or five albums, you that'd know, be great. I th- I thought about it, but I like I guess just in hit my head. Eels on Spotify and just play that shit all night. Uh, yeah. I and mean, here's another song by somebody else. What, do you want me to play one of your songs? No. Don't, don't, don't put me on the spot. Like this. Don't embarrass me. I, I honestly, Jonah, it was, don't embarrass me like this. I won't. I won't. I, could, I just couldn't, I couldn't make a decision of what I, oh, let's hear, let's hear the uh, live version from Live at Town Hall. No! Trouble no, 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 no. No, play what you were going to play. You can't, you, you just said someone's name. You can't, like, then not play them. That's a good point. I just, here's the thing. I'm so glad I can be here to be your good conscience. Thanks. It is. Um, it's, I really do want you to come back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you, but you're an incredible uh, songwriter uh, and, oh, thank and you. musician. And thank you. Uh, also like a, a good guy. Yeah. Thanks, so, man. Uh, so it's, Likewise. It, it's, uh, um, and, it's, and to you, and, but not to Neil. Can you, can you just give Neil... Uh, another chance? Another chance. 
No, it's okay, over. Okay, great. So Neil's here's it's the thing. Over. I, I'm sure, uh, Cash. I don't know. It's kind of an unspoken thing, but mm. do we need Neil? Uh, Doesn't seem like it. Claudia, it seems like all you need is me. We, we, I think so. We need, yeah, you're I, our third. I I, yeah. I I would feel bad. His mom is listening, and if Claudia his, is is listening, if we fire, it, it's just it. Claudia, I I'm sure you're a lovely person. She is. She's. I'm just very sorry nice. about your son. It wasn't your <laughs> oh, fault. Oh. Sometimes there's just a bad seed. Just, let's. It's just, it was. It's just a genetic thing. It probably came from the father's side. It was no, 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 no. Come on, that is. Um, he didn't know. He didn't, he didn't know. He didn't know. He didn't All right, know. this is sleeper. Bye, fear, fear. Goodbye. Just, oh, man, I just woke up like, shit. I had this terrible nightmare that you guys recorded an episode without me. Oh, oh buddy, no, we would, we would never do that. It would, it wouldn't be Jonah Radio without you. Like, yeah, I've yeah, been, like, I've been slam dunking it. Like I've been on every episode, like well, even all, those, all of the episodes. That's true. You have been, and I could see how that situation would constitute a nightmare for you. Yeah, like even those bullshit episodes where I pretended to try and track down David Byrne. Oh, fuck. You were, you were on those. So I, yeah. I, to- I totally get how this that would be a nightmare situation for you. But don't worry. That <sighs> didn't happen.